Welcome to Suburbanite Insight. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, and one of your hosts tonight. I'm here with the boys. Why, hello, this is Fuzzy Bear. I'm glad to be here on a chilly night. <laughs> we got the heaters going. What's up, guys? Shasti, doing some work on the mixing boards tonight. Pleasure to be here. Fuck yeah. So, with it being almost election season, Damn. and on the night that we're recording this, uh, the first presidential debate of the year, um, I figured I would uh, I'd tell you guys a story about one of our presidents. Are you familiar with Andrew Jackson? Hmm, I believe he's number seven in the list. Indeed he is. Okay. A twenty dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> Did so, he earn that twenty? He was. Uh, we'll see. I have a feeling we're going to find out. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He lived kind of a crazy life, you know. So he was. He was a general at one point. Uh, I believe in the War of eighteen twelve. Um, obviously, he was president, and just a, a major figure in politics at the time. Um, but he was not necessarily universally liked, to the point where maybe somebody tried to kill him a few times. <laughs> We've seen that before. So, well, not, not us. But. So, in this particular instance, I'd like to talk about the first recorded, uh, or the first known presidential assassination attempt in our country's history. That was Andrew Jackson, huh? It was Andrew Jackson. All right. So, to give a little bit of backstory to the funny part of the story, um, our, our would-be assassin was uh, Richard Lawrence, or Dick Larry, if you will. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Richard Lawrence or, or Dick? Okay. Yeah, Dick Larry. Took me a second. Okay. <laughs> um, he's the guy who attempted to kill Andrew Jackson. Uh, he was uh, British-born, and when he came to the States, uh, he was a house painter. And back in the day, they used a fuck lead. ton of lead, lead in their paint. Oh, yeah. So... There were there's some speculation that the lead may have played a part in his mental downfall. We'll say, because not to mention his sperm count. <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy was a nut job. Um, like he went absolutely banana balls bonkers. Um, banana balls over time, so nice. like it was it was a slow decline, but over time, uh, he started to get like concerned mm-hmm. that the newspapers in Philadelphia were writing editorials criticizing his travel plans and his character. Um, he was convinced that the United States government was keeping him from going back to England. And uh, the reason he wanted to go back to England was he believed he was King Richard III. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know god that's good he died in 1485 the story i'm telling you took place in the 1830s the reincarnate or 1830s i believe it's 1830s regardless during andrew jackson's uh reign uh so clearly he was not king richard this is from huff and all that lead pain yeah. yeah yeah he he lost his damn mind um or found it so, yeah. um, so somewhere along the line, he came up with this convoluted conspiracy theory that as king, the United States National Bank or the second United States National Bank owed him a stipend. Essentially, they owed him a fuck ton of money because because you know, he 400 he, years. Yeah, he, he, owned, he owned land, apparently. That's great. Um, as king. I'm gonna pull that one. And 
because President Jackson's opposition of banks was keeping the bank from paying him, he decided the only way to get his money was to kill the president. Wow. So he started... I think he's skipping a few steps there. He, he does, and it happens quickly. So <laughs> his family noted that he became kind of reclusive, and he would start talking to himself. He wasn't even painting houses at the time. He would just hang out in his paint shop. And oh, even better, in a, in a small confined room with all these fumes, <laughs> right? Just, just breathe deeply and think about things that make him tick. He was—he could either be found <laughs> mumbling to himself in the paint shop, or he would stand in the doorway facing the street and just stare at people <laughs> as they walked by. I know that guy. <laughs> so, um, his his conspiracy led him to kind of start to stalk President Jackson. And he figured out, you know, his comings and goings. And eventually... Um, was it only because he was president or he just like had a boner for President Jackson? Uh, it was specifically because Jackson's opposition of the banks that he was... Gotcha. Yeah, geared against him. Um, so it, things kind of came together for him when uh, the president went to a funeral. And he waited outside, essentially in the portico, for the president to come out. And he stood behind a pillar... What is going on out there? I don't know. It's like World War Three. I've been assassinated. I don't know right. what's going on. Those are all our fans. Yep. Those are all hey. our fans. Hey, nice to see ya. So, while the president's inside, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Last week it was the geese. We got Before a that it was a truck. Yeah, we, we got a fucking. We got a drive-by birthday party. We got a party. flock of minivans. <laughs> soccer. What is that? <laughs> it's a cat. Oh my. There's cats that were suburbanite insight. Hey, we are at ground zero for suburbanite insight. My neighbors, my neighbors did find a, a, a flock of cats. A flock of cats. <laughs> a flock of cats underneath <laughs> underneath their or their uh, their steps this morning. So, I'm sorry uh, a for clouder? that. They found a clouder. Oh, it's a clouder of cats. That's right. That's it. Good term there, Blasso. It's a clouder. Anyway, not a gaggle. So, it's a not a gaggle. That's geese. Um. So sorry. President goes to this. Uh, Goes to this funeral, and our friend uh, Dickie Larry hangs out outside, and he stands behind a pillar until the president starts to get close. And when the president's about eight feet away, so after leaving, then. you're right. <laughs> I mean, this is before the Secret Service. Right. I mean, technically, he had guards, but um, probably slaves. Uh, I didn't look into it. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, he did own slaves. Um, so this proto Secret Service was there. But not the way we have it today, where it's like twelve guys at all times. So he he waits until the president is about twelve or ten or yeah ten feet away, pops out and he draws a pistol and he pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. Mm. So he came prepared. He pulled out another pistol, pulled the trigger. Nothing happened. Oh, at which point it was the president's turn to play. Mm. So the president. Started whooping the shit out of this guy with his cane. Yes! Like, going to town, chasing him down the block, to the point where um, Senator Davy Crockett no had way. to jump in. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Davy Crockett was at the funeral. It's and just keep on He's coming. one of the people who had to save the assassin from the president. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Saved the assassin <laughs> from the president. Absolutely. Well, this is beautiful. <laughs> Saves the assassin from the press. <laughs> I just want to draw only, a picture. The only of time this. in history where where the assassin had to be saved from uh, the assassinated, it's like or the attempted assassin. Both pistols jammed, and he just like 
throws one. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> like, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. They they tested both pistols later, yeah. and they both fired. So uh-huh. what they're thinking is not only is is DC kind of a damp area, but where uh. they were where they were located, they were in in the middle of. Uh, they were they were attempting to bury uh, George Washington later. That's not the funeral mm-hmm. he was at, but George Washington was about to be relocated, so they had dug this hole, and apparently that made the building musty. You know what I think is that back in those time these were single action weapons, mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe he forgot to draw the hammer back because he's so spun on fumes. No, they the, the hammers did fall. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So they they proved that it was it was a moisture problem. The powder was just a little bit too wet. Moist, to, to wet, wet, <laughs> moist to uh, to spark because they were able to get it later. <laughs> Jeez, it's like a drive-by birthday party or something. Well, so like yeah, funeral for Andy they, uh, Jackson. They were they were able to test the. This is insane. <laughs> I'm gonna close this real quick. Yeah, 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 for sure. Keep, Drop keep the hammer. Um, so both pistols Sorry, did work, folks. and uh, Davy Crockett had to had to save Dickie Larry from the Mad Dog Dick Andrew Larry. Jackson. And uh, he he was then arrested, and um, the prosecuting attorney Francis Scott Key is that name ringing any bells? Francis Scott Key. That's the guy who wrote the Star Spangled Banner. No oh, shit. This is this is better than a, this is better than a, 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 uh, our cocktail cinema with these guest appearances going on. Yeah, so, so star-studded cast over yeah. here. Davy Crockett shows up. Oh my goodness! So Francis Scott Key shows up as the prosecuting attorney, and uh, over the over the course of the trial, um, Crazy Dick was uh, determined now he's to crazy be. Dick. He he was determined to be uh, antagonistic even during his own prosecution. So when he was given a chance to speak, he told the jury that he was there to judge them and not the other way around. <laughs> I like this guy. Right? Just declaring <laughs> he's king, declaring he's the judge. He was Must be convenient. <laughs> right. It's like right. a few good men. Well, it worked for him. <laughs> <laughs> they could not handle the truth. Yeah. Or he could not handle the truth. He didn't even know what the truth was. So... Um, yeah, after he told the jury that he was there to judge them for their crimes, um, <laughs> he was determined to be uh, innocent by way of insanity. And it's, it's also one of the first official uses of that, of that plea hmm. or that, that, uh, that judgment. Mm-hmm. So um, he's marked innocent and he spent oh, the rest of his life as insane. Yeah, oh, wow. He was not in prison, but he was committed. Um, and he, he did spend the rest of his life in and out of institutions, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad. But they didn't like him full lobotomy status. No, no. This was, I, I believe, this was before uh, the the lobotomy wagon. Okay, I guess yeah. Like literal lobotomy wagon. Oh, yeah. That's another story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't come around for another sixty years, probably. Right? Um, I, I, that's probably about right. Yeah, forties. Yeah. 40s-ish. yeah. Um, so, yeah. He the, the 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 good part of the story is is back then they did actually have. Um, homes for these people, and it wasn't necessarily the abusive thing that it became mm-hmm. later on. They, it was just a home for. So they say. Yeah, it was. It was just a home for the for for you know, people with mental 
disabilities. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were young? <laughs> this guy definitely did. He was Jesus. chewing on them like gum. It sounds like he's like pulling every every <laughs> trick in the, of the trade out of his pocket. It's like, like his, his, his like real drug of choice. He's <laughs> like, what is this latex bullshit? Like, you guys trying to rip me off over here? <laughs> so, and if, if he was sane, this is the best plan I've ever heard of. Like, I'm going to try and kill the president. But if I fail, I need to be sure that I won't go to jail. Right. <laughs> Well, maybe he plotted that for years, like he was the king, and then right. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go fuck this guy up. And right, the king's here. <laughs> so the end of, end of the story is Andrew Jackson definitely lived, uh, and this guy also definitely lived. But that's the story of the first assassination attempt in U.S. history. That's crazy. Well, uh, that's a good one. So uh, I, I, the only thing I know about Andrew Jackson that I know some uncool shit about him. And mm-hmm. The only cool thing I know about him is that he he got into over a hundred gun duels. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like 40 to 100 documented right. gun yeah. duels, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I, that's kind of where I thought you were he going with He did not back down. Right. No. And exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, he was shot several times. But mm-hmm. I was reading yeah. uh, reading up on something that was pretty funny. It was, um, so he, there was a, a guy at the newspaper that kind of challenged his way of thinking, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and he's like, fuck it, let's duel it out. Let's let's go to pistols with this shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's and go. he's like, all right, cool. And he ended up like basically losing. The guy shot him in the chest. Mm-hmm. And... He lifted his fucking heavy arm and blasted this like a total yeah. movie sequence, you know, blammo, killed that guy. And then comes to find out he's actually had another yeah. slug in his chest from prior engagements that mm-hmm. he he wears his pride badges of courage to get through his whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, they said, they said he's he's a, he used to wear like the big overcoats mm-hmm. like super oversized so like steven seagal right it, yeah it, it would make no i mean <laughs> no you, it's true though. <laughs> but it would make it would make him look bigger mm-hmm. in a sense yeah. where he's got all this like yeah. extra cloth because he was kind leather. of a wiry guy right so you have all this like draped over him and stand wide and mm-hmm. i've heard that, that he was, was a stretch he was also uh quite the asshole i mean yes uh, yeah before even being a assassinated or attempted assassinated upon yeah um he's pissed a lot of people off he got into it with the, the newspapers a lot um just people around town he was a heavy racist big he- time heavy big heavy time, time racist it and, can be argued that he was the most racist president in u.s history to date which is definitely crazy, a contested he, position even but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the for his time <laughs> but we were kind of talking off mic a little bit about some other contentious stuff. You know, again, it's, it's an election year, so there's a lot of stuff that's come to bear. Mm-hmm. And here in 2020, things have been fucking batshit. Fucking nuts. You've, you've so, all seen the memes. Yeah. You've all seen the, the hoopla. It's, it's very divided nowadays, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of mm-hmm. death. There's death in the, in, within the parties. Yeah. There's life within the parties. There's, it's, there, it's, it's, a, it's a whirlwind well, we're definitely in a position of change, and I'm willing to go on record and say that if it were not for COVID-19, it's quite possible that this would have been the last election that we would have had a two-party system. Really? Yeah. So there's, there's really been a lot that? of... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Absolutely. Elaborate, please. There's, there's been so much upheaval, and both... Both the Democratic and Republican parties have kind of reached more towards their extreme ends. They've gone further left and further right, and the middle has been somewhat exposed. Um, so I'd be willing to bet that if it were not for the polarizing event, we'll say, of COVID, 
that the middle would have formed another party or two. We would have had either an actual middle party or we would have had, you know, centrist Democrats and centrist That was my next question, actually. Is what you think, that's, I'm glad you said that because that was my next question was, do you think it would be completely different sex off of each other, like more, <clears throat> more in a, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. square? Instead of yeah. still linear across the board, like I, it would have, in, in my opinion, would have been much more of a square, um, okay. as far as that goes. People, um, you know, more if if you consider it, you know, left and right, and then which so many people conservative do now. and liberal yeah. being a separate axis, mm-hmm. um, and it consumes them at this point. Yeah. So I mean, that would have been a good thing at this point. And it, it, the parties have 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 begun to splinter, and mm-hmm. you've you've you got tell. you've got a lot of people. It's most notable in the Republican Party that, you know, people on the right are breaking away from the Republican Party mm-hmm. and trying to find some sort of middle ground with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, like, with, like you're saying, like, all the chaos and the extremes for polar opposites for, like, either side. Mm-hmm. Like, with, and you're saying that COVID coming deterred that. Like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't that be, like, especially when we did have a candidate for uni- universal <clears throat> health care, like, why wouldn't that be, like, a driving... F- factor for everyone to be like i think yeah i think i mean i know it's because there's so much Mm -hmm. disinformation it's it's because that that one word socialist democrat it's Mm -hmm. like that people just see that and they they cringe when what they're really dealing with kind of right now how how it lies is kind of what they're Mm -hmm. afraid of well and i i think there's there's two parts to that answer in my opinion there's COVID itself was very uh or has been very divisive. Well, don't forget about the murder hornets. <laughs> the murder hornets were also <laughs> very divisive. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, where did they go? Yeah. <laughs> Flew Probably away. just Oregon. Yeah. They <laughs> turned into 5G radiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think this disease, it, it forced people to take one opinion or the other, and that just naturally fell into our pre-existing system, where it's like, if you... If you didn't believe or, or didn't have uh, much of an opinion about COVID, you probably landed on the right a little bit more. And if you if you were concerned about it, you landed more on the left. And without that, we would have been open to have some of these discussions about yeah. the other stuff that's happening. It's in created the such a, a gorge, you mm-hmm. know, a, like a break a, in the system. Yeah, such a gap between it's civilians. Yeah. You're, it's literally going back, mm-hmm. you know. Years, yeah. you know, hundreds of years to be so divided as a country. It's, I don't know. Well, and I mean, talking about going back, I think I rag on, on Ronald Reagan a lot, but I think even before his time, there was a, a power shift in our governmental structure. This is and like it's the last, you're talking about like modern day, like mm-hmm. the last 50 years. Yeah, I'd say 50, 50, 60 years is okay. probably the appropriate amount of time for what I'm talking about here, where it kind of, U.S. politics became a game of pass the buck. So mm-hmm. in the original structure, the, the legislative branch had kind of the most amount of authority. They were making laws and they were establishing policy. The president was initially supposed to be head of the military, able to declare war, mm-hmm. and be the, the tie-breaking vote. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a public face, the way with, said, with more authority than the queen in England, but still similar in role. Just the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then uh, the the judicial branch was not really supposed to be of much authority at all. They were just supposed to determine the constitutional status of laws. Like, 
if a law fits the constitution mm-hmm. or not. Hundred percent. And that was their only role. Mm-hmm. Like when you're that's talking about why Reagan. I mean, huge yeah. topics. You know, we talked about Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's it's huge, and it's still a huge deterrent from party to party. And it's crazy to me because you you go back and you're talking about a relatively conservative Supreme Court, which I'm going to tangent They're not for a supposed second. To They're not be, supposed to be partisan yeah. at all. They are supposed to be the Im, the most the impartisan the, and impartial yeah. branch. Our conscious. But <laughs> Our considering, considering when Roe v. Wade was decided, it was relatively conservative in a relatively conservative country. And that case was decided as a privacy issue. It was not... Bodily autonomy was, was there, but it wasn't the primary mm-hmm. issue. It was not about abortion. It was about personal privacy as a citizen of the United States and the the right to decide medical issues for yourself. There you go, more muddled bullshit. And it's it's become a rallying cry for both sides. Both sides, yeah. yeah. But one of one of the few <laughs> drop drop the cat. One of the dude. one of the few deciding factors, you know, I mean like there's there's mm-hmm. literally like three things, God, babies mm-hmm. and like gays yeah <laughs> you know i mean yes yeah. it's okay. pretty much like that's where you're you're divided let's I, fucking I break those down a little bit we, <laughs> we started we started with roe v wade so we the terminology that we've chosen is very telling the there's the pro-choice camp and then there's the pro-life camp those are not fucking opposites those mm-hmm. are completely different issues you can be pro-choice and pro-life in a way like Absolutely. I think being pro-choice is more pro-life, and this kind of shows my hand a little bit, but it's just because the science shows when abortion was illegal, we had more people dying from abortions because they weren't yeah, being that, practiced yeah, I mean, safely. Back alley, whatever. You but know, when, I mean, when we focus on those two terms, we're talking about two different issues. You can be against abortion and still support the right of someone to make a choice about their own privacy. Preach. Hell yeah. I, I don't think this should be uh, a deciding issue. Yeah, because there's so much gray area. Every, everything seems to be left and right, up and down, black mm-hmm. and white. It's not, dude. This, this should be a... This, the, this the should be something black and white. There's together. so much gray area in between, and like that's where I find myself on, on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. which I, it sucks that we have to choose from a bipartisan mm-hmm. party anyway, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people are in the world? Yeah. I mean, in this country, I mean... It's, uh, approximately 400 million. So, I mean... To choose from two seventy-six-year-old mm-hmm. assholes, <laughs> like come on, yeah. guys, we can do better than this. We can do better than this. And well, then, you know, it sorry. should be something that brings us together because yeah. if, if, it, you it look at, celebration, if you look at conservative ideals, realistically, the concept of privacy and personal autonomy are keystones for the conservative, conservative-minded, and the concept of pro-choice is a keystone. It, for you know the liberal minded so this is something that we should be agreeing on mm-hmm. because it lines up with both sides of of the of the story and i think the three topics i gave you mm-hmm. like it, it should be that simple like mm-hmm. everybody just their refusal to listen to each other is well, outlandish the, 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 all three of those things should just be laughed off the stage <laughs> yeah. erroneous 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 on all we, accounts we we live in a country where theoretically we have the separation of church and state but in every single election, down from mayoral elections all the way to the presidency and the, and the, the House or the, the of, of Congress, we talk about religion every time we fucking elect somebody. And I think those things are linked as well because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 
abortion, mm-hmm. Christianity, you know, that whole yeah. thing. It's, they're linked. They're, mm-hmm. they're completely together. Well, and, 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 and if you... One ahead, side calls... I'm sorry. Yeah. One side calls another godless mm-hmm. baby killers. And the other side calls them closed-minded racist. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. It's, 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 <laughs> there's so much in between, guys. Mm-hmm. We're talking about two things. Yeah. Let's talk about 20 things. Like, let's really open up the... Mm-hmm. The lines of communication. Well, if, if, if you really want to get technical about it, if, if you were pro-life and you wanted to make a difference in the, in the arena of, of abortion specifically, wouldn't you put yourself in those communities and be like, all right, we're going to find an alternative. We're going to find a way for, you know, safe sex education and childcare and family planning and fucking education in general and better jobs. Like... Yeah, not just you're going to hell. Yeah, like. not yeah. Like, <laughs> and it it really burns my soul. That I I grew up very conservative, and I've I've seen there was a a Planned Parenthood that opened in Aurora, and when it opened, the entire Android. church got together, and they they went and picketed, and some people threw rocks, and that's not yeah, loving somebody. Like, I don't have a like. I have an issue with organized religion trying to control people, but the concept of religion for me is totally agreeable. Mm-hmm. Like you, you go back to the the source. They all preach love. Yeah, love somebody. Mm-hmm. Like if if you really yep. think that their decision to abort a baby is going to land them in hell, don't eliminate the possibility of abortion because they're going to find a way mm-hmm. to do it anyway. And maybe throwing eliminate a rock at somebody's yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. And is, don't, is not, don't give up your chance of going to heaven just because like, mm-hmm. even if you believe somebody is that's going to hell. Like, what's mm-hmm. so funny you <laughs> is, is the rock. Like, let's bring back the rock. That is a biblical story that's yeah, happened. Yeah. Like, they stone people to death and, like, that's a well, that, sin, guys. They must, <laughs> they must have been the first without sin because yeah, they threw apparently. stones. <laughs> yes. Glass houses, baby. Glass houses. <laughs> Which, I'm going to lighten this up for a second because that reminds me of a joke. Um he loves jokes. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a pastor who it's his, it's, he's coming up to his, his first sermon and he, uh, he talks to the lead pastor and he's like, man, I'm super nervous. How do you, how do you get through a sermon? How do you, how do you get over the nerves? He goes, well, just take a sip of the communion wine (laughs) before you go up and you'll be fine. You know, wet your whistle, take the edge off. You're all right. So pastor gets up, he's a little nervous and drinks a little bit too much wine. And he's not called out the day of, but the next day, uh, the lead pastor pulls him aside and he says, look, dude, I, I think I may have misled you. Um, I said, take a nip of the wine, not drink so much. Let's remember, uh, somebody threw a rock at David while he was on his donkey. He was not stoned off his ass. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all up for interpretation is what you're getting at. Right? There's a deepness to that. And Interpret. I mean, you know, we're talking about loving somebody. He didn't call him out in the middle of service. He said, hey, maybe change your verbiage a little bit. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice. It's a nice guy. No, and Back to the heavy stuff? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I knew I needed to break that up a little bit. Just take a drink of your, yeah. your double my shot. My cafe. Uh, your cafe. Yeah. Co- <laughs> I'll take a shot. This is, this is my second triple shot since we got here. So I'm a little amped. Heck yeah. Like Dave Grohl, fresh pot. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and so we've... Religion should not be a national uh, platform. Abortion should not be a national platform. And gay rights really shouldn't be a national, a national platform. Like, let's be real here. 
these people are citizens of this country, first of all. And second of all, they're human beings. So maybe that should be first of all. They're human beings. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I guess I'm, a, I'm still a little bit conditioned to think America first, which is probably not great. Um, <laughs> you suffer from Americanitis. I do. And I, I, I mean, I, mean I, we, I, I do love this country. Absolutely. I 100%. I, you know, stand, kneel, do whatever you want. The people that were mm-hmm. fighting these wars, a lot of them will say I, that's, you're, they're fighting for your First Amendment right. I mean, yeah. that's, how, that's where I stand. It doesn't hurt you, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same people that are talking all this smack about people taking it, and you could quite easily be a part of something themselves, but instead mm-hmm. they want to rationalize and criminalize. Something. I just know like, I got like, too much of my own bullshit to work on to really <laughs> have an opinion one way or another. And you that's totally, I mean? fair. It's, it's, totally it's fair. It's an easy, easy way out just to like, not take a side or another to fucking... Mm-hmm. But it's just like after fucking all this, it it. Well, it's the past stuff. couple of years has just been fucking so mm-hmm. tiring and exhausting. Yeah. It is it's emotionally like I said, nauseating. It's like it, it takes a toll on you your day to day. Totally, and dude. it's kind of just like hundred percent, absolutely. No, and it's kind of like debate time. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, oh great, which one's gonna fuck up first? Yeah, well, I've, cool. I've done a lot of thinking about the 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 kneeling issue, and first of all. It's a sports event. You're you're playing the national anthem at a child's game played by adults. Let's let's think about yeah, the reality of the exactly. situation. That's why let's, so many people are like trying to, you know, boycott. Yeah. So it's like, who? Come on! You're you're not watching them because of the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're watching because you like football. And now you're pissed off that they're using their pedestal as professional gamers. Yeah. To, and it, like we we are so double minded with with our celebrities. We want our celebrities to speak up. When it's something that we agree with, mm-hmm. but when when it's an issue that we find controversial, we're like, eh, shut up and dribble. It's like you can't have it both ways. This person is taking their money and they're taking their time and their position in society to address an issue they feel is important enough to val- to to be worthy of their it's time. It's no different than somebody, mm-hmm. you know, picketing on the on the side of a. It's no different than you commenting on facebook right they have that's this, your they pedestal have this right that's theirs okay this is your second amendment amendment right in play now to to play the other not side second amendment. Sec, not second that's guns that's gone first <laughs> amendment first amendment right your second amendment right is guns <laughs> armament um thank you greg no problem bud. <laughs> it's um, good to catch you up in one doesn't yeah, happen very yeah. often well it's important i need somebody to keep me on my toes um the it, it's it, it's this you have the same right to your voice as these people do they just happen to have a bigger platform and it's realistically this is the same discussion we can have about um you know the Politicians. the gay the gay cake parade where mm-hmm. you know if 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 a, a christian baker doesn't want to make a gay person a cake. Well, technically speaking, they're not legally required to... They can refuse business to yeah, whoever they choose. You have that right, and that does technically fall under your First Amendment. But it falls under the First Amendment for coverage of Channel 7 to come over and <laughs> talk about your ass not Yeah, doing. exactly. This is how capitalism should work. If you're an asshole publicly, you should be known publicly as an asshole. So if you don't want to make a cake for somebody because you don't like where they put their penis, we should be allowed to know that. Like... And you, you should be known as a dick. That's it. Let's let's just put that whole. That's a that's going on your on your fucking. I don't know. You should have that on your your tombstone or your your headboard or your bed. Nice. That was a good. One. It, it so you have you have capitalism should function. It 
capitalism is nothing more than a, than a monetary system and a system of trade. So if you're an asshole, I have the right not to partake in your business. Chick-fil-A it has a very strong anti-gay stance. Mm-hmm. So conservatives and, and people who are... And look how it's connected. They're also closed on Sundays for mm-hmm. God. So if you, if you agree with their position, you, you partake in their business. You, you give them your money and you take their service because you agree. And if, if someone else doesn't agree with the way they stand, they can go get a chicken sandwich somewhere else. Go get a That's how fucking capitalism works. Yeah. You should you should thrive or fail based on your popularity with the consumer mm-hmm. and not with your it, connection. It creates politics. competition. Competition mm-hmm. breeds greatness. You know what I mean? That's where that's that's the American dream. Yes. Climb, be the better person, do your due diligence to be a happy person and make some dough. Did you see that Mark Cuban uh, quote or whatever? I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was a quote, but he said. Uh, Something along the lines of the most patriotic thing you can do is make a shit ton of money and pay your fucking taxes. It's literally, I think he just said that today, honestly, or something, something like this. Some paraphrasing, of course, but man, it's it's a, mm-hmm. it's. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm looking something up right real quick. No, it's okay. It's a story from '86 that way before any of the national anthem kneeling or or taking kneeler standing was an issue this dude wrote this really short story really quick to get through about um just being a patriot like like i said it was before Mm -hmm. even just like human rights stuff or equal rights and he's yeah well he says he says here just to summarize it real quick he he didn't stand for the for the national anthem at a sporting event and he says i'm not a stadium patriot which i think is is a great fucking line yeah um, it, it it ties in perfectly with what we're talking For about. Sure. Like, my my biggest act of patriotism is exactly what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Exercising my right as a citizen to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. I can agree or disagree with the government vocally. I don't have to, like, it is not a crime to not stand for the national in anthem. In fact, it's suggested that you do take that right because mm-hmm. it is yours. Well, and, I mean, you... You have the right to not exercise your rights. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why, like, when you're getting arrested, you have the right <laughs> to be <laughs> to silent. shut the fuck up. You also have the right to completely incriminate yourself based on your own stupidity. Most people do. Yeah. It doesn't take much time. Right. <laughs> so, like, um, have, you seen, have you seen those, uh, those two lawyer brothers? Um, they're like the pop brothers or something. Mm-mm. They have this, this video series that they call Shut the Fuck Up Friday. So, like, this is what you do yes, if you get arrested. Yes, yes, I have seen. Now you say that, yep. yep. <laughs> Officer pulls awesome. up. Do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what are, well, where were you going? I'm not discussing my day. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Don't speak. Exercise your right to defend yourself in court and not on the street. Mm-hmm. Because anything you say can and will be used against yep. you in the court of law. And I've said before, people with closed minds, I wish they had closed mouths. Yeah, open it up. So that kind of leads into something that I've been thinking about recently. This is, this is a little bit of a hot take, and it's going to sound rough when I first say it. Was that hot cake? Hot cake. All right. Um, especially if you are a person of color and you are being arrested, whether it is justified or not in your eyes, allow yourself to be arrested. Mm-hmm. The 
we, yeah, we don't have, say yeah, shit. Shut Go up. to jail. You're going to spend the night. They can control mm-hmm. that. They Whether you're guilty or innocent, they have the power to fuck your whole night and to keep you until bond hearing right. in the morning. You know, in some of these cases, should they be arresting you? No. Right. And But this, it might happen. You are, un, it's an unfortunate truth that you are more likely to lose your life if you are resisting arrest. Because at a certain point, by law, they the police are justified in discharging their weapons not no, always no i'm not saying always no but definitely but there's times the way, the and and obviously we need to, some systemic change in verbiage and and circumstance on the basis of all levels yeah, yeah. in everything municipalities but when it comes to this issue if you are being arrested just go yeah. like i in it <clears throat> i would rather everybody goes home alive mm-hmm then see another headline where it's someone was shot resisting arrest. Like you can disagree, but keep your mouth closed and go to jail mm-hmm. because you're not going to, you're not, you you're not going to get grace yeah. in that situation. Yeah. It's just the way the system it is set sucks. up. And hopefully it, there's but, change. But people are in. fed up. You know yeah. what I mean? They're mm-hmm. fed up. And it's like, you think that'd be the obvious thing. I think that'd be the obvious thing, mm-hmm. but it's not. They're sick of this shit. Yeah, you and know it's, what I mean? it's totally, it's totally justified to and, be angry, but it's like, but it, it's it's you're right and you're mm-hmm. right as well but it's it, it both in, in between both it's like a, a martyrdom like they're mm-hmm. they're okay with being that guy to go down for what they believe don't in. be i know don't and, be, and it's man. respectable but it's not and it's it, i i don't even stop. know these people I, yeah, I, i'd I rather like my best friend is a cop and you know i i talk to him about this stuff a lot and these cops are still people the people they're arresting are still mm-hmm. people and it's an it, it's a an ugly truth that we have a lot of unjustified arrests and unjustified deaths. But in some of these cases, or in, in, in a lot of these cases, it's quote unquote a justified shooting or uh, a, what they call a lawful but awful mm-hmm. because somebody resisted arrest. If you're getting arrested for resisting arrest, take that shit to court, man. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather you go home and the worst yeah. worst thing that happens fight the good is, fight yeah worst thing that happens is the city settles with you because it was proved to be unlawful or they just don't want to deal with it so but they're just, just go I I know they're tired I know they're they have every right to be angry if even even me coming coming yeah, not from just they we sh- we yeah. I, we we should be angry I mean oh absolutely you know, it's and I think as a as a, as a middle class white guy it's my responsibility to remain level headed because. Me getting angry on behalf of someone else mm-hmm. is not doing it. I can rant and rave. I, I put up a fucking long post on Facebook and Twitter today that, yes, it puts my opinions out there and it, it, it kind of blows off some steam for me, but it ultimately does no good. My responsibility is to go to bat for these people. My responsibility mm-hmm. is to donate to causes that I believe will help the situation of people of color, of the disenfranchised. I must maintain Veterans, my the homeless, composure. The immigrants. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it, worldwide. Like it's, I'm, yeah, we're talking I, it's, about patriotism. It's no, it's no secret that I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but I also recognize that I need to ma- keep my head so that I can best help my neighbors. Mm-hmm. These are these are my countrymen. You know, even you know, illegal immigrants. There's still people that live in my country, and it is my responsibility to defend their rights as people. Just getting pissed off about it, and and you know, we the, the discussion on rioting and looting 
is probably one that's too big for today. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, personally, Josh Price, my role is not to go riot. My role is not to go loot because that's not the statement that best helps the situation with my voice. My responsibility is come in here, hit the mic, and help people think through these situations logically. Yeah, the situation's fucked up. This is how we fix it. Martin Luther King Jr. was known for strategic uh, civil disobedience. There's a time and place for protest. There's a time and place for voting. There's a time and place for silence. And there's a time and place for screaming. You have to pick and choose those moments so you can best benefit your countrymen. That well, is my responsibility. The problem lies is everybody's trying to do everything at once. Yeah. Well, and we're with, with the rate where things are happening, we're going to burn out. And I'm sorry for dominating yeah. this conversation. Oh, no, Just, no. I'm the father of a mixed child. You know, this is shit that even if it wasn't something that I thought about before, it's definitely something that's on my mind now. Mm -hmm. My curly-headed boy could get pulled over when he's six, 16. Yeah. And if he's smart, I might not see if, he, if he's smart-mouthed, I mm -hmm. might not see him again. This is shit I need changed yeah. today. And he's going to have questions for you. And so, mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, it pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. And, like, what am I, how can you even, you know, mm -hmm. not to bring up some weird shit, but, like, how can you, how can you relate, you know? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you do your best. Yeah. You know, just to prepare. It's, but mm -hmm. like we talked about before, you're going to raise a free thinker. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's about open minds. Yeah. Open minds, man. Well, so. and, and here in the burbs, sometimes it doesn't hit us as heavy. You know, the, the suburbanite inside for a reason. We live in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, and we hear about a lot of stuff, but it's not often that we have protests in our towns. Like we've we had, had them around, yeah, we've, we've sure. had them this year, yeah, this but they year. haven't been right. you know, month-long events mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they have been in yeah. places like Portland Agreed. and Chicago itself. Yep. You know, we don't have giant marches. They're drawing we have, bridges up. They're, mm -hmm. they're blocking off entire entrances. Yeah, just to keep people contained because they don't want it to spread elsewhere. It's, mm -hmm. It's the craziness we live in. So even though we have somewhat of an insight into it, we are still kind of outsiders to some of this stuff. But it still affects our daily lives. Like I said, you and me both have, have boys. And we all have you know, friends of color. And we've, mm -hmm. we've grown up in, in very racially diverse neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's an element of humanity that gets lost when you think about it on a national level. Because when you think about... Um, what is it? Almost a hundred million black people. That's all you think, but it's 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 like in in your mind, it's equatable to an army of ants. You don't see them as individual people; they're just part of this group. Whereas, in 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 our case, we can we can boil it down to what is the experience of John? What is the experience of mm -hmm. Becky? When it takes on that human note it becomes a much more real issue. And you can address it with both empathy and logic. Why, why people say, say mm -hmm. his name. Say, yeah. their, say her name. That's, mm -hmm. that's why. Because they're not, they're not a statistic. They're not a number. Yeah. They're a person. And it gets, it gets real existential for me thinking about that. Because, I mean, even just you go stand on the street corner, you watch 10 cars go by, you've watched at least 10 entire lives pass by you for a moment that you have no idea what happened to them even five minutes before and five minutes after. They've lived years. They learned how to drive. They, they've probably gotten drunk and thrown up in an alley somewhere. They've, <laughs> they've had their heart broken. They've, they might have had kids. These are full human lives that we've boiled down to a statistic. We can't think about it that way. Nope. We're bigger than that. They're bigger be. than that. We should be. We have the capacity to be, to be better than that. 
Well, that's a good one. I, we went on a lot of topics and a lot of tangents <laughs> there, for sure. I mean, this, I guess, is, this is one of those that I could, <clears throat> I could talk for three hours I and still not get it all out. I know. I know. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. I'd like to encourage all of you to go vote. Vote. Yes. Um, whatever you're... I'm not going to pick a side on either way. Just make your educated... Mm-hmm. Not guess, but your edu- do your due diligence to, to pick the right candidate. and Just vote for who you want to vote for. Exactly. Because anytime, anytime someone's ever told me, hey, dude, just go vote, I know they're telling me, just vote for who I'm voting for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to just encourage people to vote without sounding like that. But mm-hmm. if you want to, vote. And if you don't, don't. But Well... We need we need people from from all walks of life and all opinions. So vote your conscience and vote your ideals. You know it doesn't matter what side of the line you fall mm-hmm. on. And even though it sometimes it seems like picking the lesser of two evils, it's and don't just... vote for just the president either. Like let's be real here. Yeah, the, doing your the, local shit mm-hmm. is gonna. That's be, way more important in yeah. my opinion. The power is... of your outside of the presidency, you you have way more power as a voter. You know, you, you have the power to affect your, your local community, your state, who you're voting for, governor and, and comptroller, and who you're voting for the Senate and the House. It's important. It's, it, those, that's how you, you affect change. Who, whether you vote for Biden or, or Trump or a third party, that is not where you make the biggest mark. Yes, that's important. But where you make the biggest mark is how you vote for the people that make the laws that affect you. That is that is your right and your responsibility as an American. Absolutely. And you can you can have issues with this country. You can have your concerns and that's important. That's part of being an American too, is recognizing the problems and putting people in office that you think can fix them. Heck yeah. <laughs> that was exhausting. <laughs> is that, that, that what we should call this one? I think so. Yeah. So Whew. let's do some plugs. Plug it. You can find me on Twitter at the Price is Right 312. That's R I G H T. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Forgetful Writer 312. I throw up some uh, some production photos and occasionally a meme and a picture of my son every now and then. Oh, Pride go. and joy. Um, you can find our articles and our other endeavors at thepriceisright.com. Um, that's the underscore price underscore is underscore w-r-i-t-e dot com uh this podcast if you enjoyed it uh hit up the patreon we uh we do have some exclusives uh, a little bit of exclusive merch we've got some exclusive episodes for our patreon subscribers i'd like to shout them out y'all know who you are we appreciate your uh yes, your patronage. yes thank you thank you and we, we we appreciate you coming on the ground floor and sticking with us didn't you write a book josh I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote a book. Uh, so I wrote a book called Reaper. It is the first in the Gatekeepers series. It's a young adult fantasy novel. Um, the sequel, I'm, I'm shopping around for an agent, so keep your eyes out for that. I'm also working on a couple of other projects. Um, also, as far as the Price is Right is concerned, we should, we've been tossed around the idea of doing some video projects, so Heck keep yeah. your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, probably around the the new year not just your earballs anymore yeah heck yeah Bear. you can find me on twitter at fozcaster at the fozcaster <laughs> it's been a pleasure guys you guys can find me on twitter at shasti got bands b-a-n-d-z 
And if you guys want to look up some cool merch for our show, hop on Teespring. And I bought a hoodie and a coffee cup today because it's getting chilly outside. We got, you know, you got the... Did you get that cool coffee cup with Josh on the cover of this guy? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I got the Master of the Mix one. Uh, <laughs> it's the first time I've had any merchandise that was like... Just for you? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got some cool designs. We got the, the Master of Mix design yeah. for, our, for our man Shasti. Um, we do have uh, my slogan on a few things. Um, and then we've got the, the logo for Cocktail Cinema. You can get that on t-shirts, masks. Uh, I think we did a mug. Stick it on, stick it on shit. We got some yeah. stickers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some stickers. Yeah. yeah. Say goodbye.